0: Hello, Caitlin. Hello, Emily. It's very official. I know. You have glasses on, so it's like a real serious it introduction. It is. I look studious. You in do. Glasses. You look a little uncomfortable. But... Well, it's because I can barely
1: see you because our prescription's not high enough, but that's a different story. <laughs> it's a different story. Yes.
0: Um, uh,
1: parenthood. It's
0: Parenthood Day.
1: It we is. talked about it last week, but it's it's happening. It feels like such an appropriate time to release a parenthood reunion. Family dinners. Because family dinners, which we all know family dinner scenes, are my absolute favorite. Dance dance party scenes are your okay, absolute you're favorite. Right. You're right. How dare you. I yep
0: that was mm -hmm, you're correct (laughs) but they often were a family dinner followed by a dance party so like
1: dance party scenes are my family dance party scenes like living room dance party (laughs) scenes Not like I know I just want to make sure it's not like oh there's like a prom dance and that's my favorite it's literally when characters kind of break out into family dance scenes parenthood I mean my absolute favorite dance scenes Uh are clone dance scenes and orphan black okay sure like, those are the absolute best. But we digress. We digress. <laughs> anyway, it's Thanksgiving. People are coming together. They're having big dinners. You should also have dance parties.
0: It'll make you feel better. Help it you digest. Will definitely will make you feel better.
1: And it seems like the appropriate time to talk about and release our parenthood, our reunion, parenthood reunion,
0: which we talked a little bit about last week Um, in terms of that this – is one of the reunions we did that when was booked for 2020 and took a lot of different shapes and made it to the stage in 2022. Um, also a show that we did a couple of times when it was airing. And I wanted to talk about the very first festival ever had parenthood Mm -hmm. at it, had some of these people in it. Um, I will say, for those that know ATX and know that we have done it before, what's really interesting about this reunion and who made it to the stage is – so it's Jason Catobs, the creator, showrunner, who we love and has been to the festival many times for both Parenthood and Friday Night Lights, Lawrence Trilling, director and EP, and then cast members Dak Shepard, Erica Christensen, Joy Bryant, and Monica Potter – Dax technically had been to the festival before because he came to the very first year. Yep, he correct. had no idea where he was. <laughs> nope. um, and that is not because, for those that are armchair expert fans, it's not because of his memory thing. It's like literally he did not participate in the festival. He was doing a uh, screening, hit, what, and run. hit and run screening at the Alamo and we were able to get him onto the panel. So like he literally would have just thought it was a panel at the Alamo, like had no concept, nor should he. But besides him and... Katoms and Trilling had -hmm. been before. These cast members had never been to ATX before, and we have had many parenthood cast members at the festival before, namely our uh, ambassador, Mae Whitman. Um, Life, jobs, post-pandemic, rescheduling for two years. We ended up with a very different group than we started out with. It was still very fun and silly and family reunion, and it was kind of... A mixture of adult children and their partners, like the adult Braverman children yep, yep. and their partners kind of a thing. It totally worked. But I did, was having many, many flashbacks. And it was down to the day. So very, the very first festival, the last day of the very first festival was June 3rd, 2012. Mm-hmm. And we. It, this was the absolute... Our Parenthood screening and panel was the last event we did at the festival. And it was the only full theater and we were riding on this like high of the festival was a, a success, as far as anyone could tell. And <laughs> nothing they, had burned down. Nothing had burned down. And everyone wanted to come back and plan another year, which Emily and I were not planning on doing. And this reunion was on June 3rd, 2022, and was at the Paramount, and was a full theater, and was very exciting, and had Kadams and Dax, who were on the original one, and just the whole... Poetry of it all made me very happy as our return to in-person reunions.
1: I agree. It was really beautiful, and it was a lovely group of people. They were so beautiful in talking about the people that couldn't be there. So it felt like even though the people that couldn't come last minute were still very much a part of it, and the stories that were shared, um, you can tell in the 10 years since the first one that Dax now has his own podcast because he was very good at leading and directing the conversation when it would wander in different areas
0: in a way that I found quite humorous non-Crosby like non-Crosby like but yes he took the control that was needed to be taken Um, I will say if anybody is a super parenthood fan which if you're listening to this I'm guessing you are you should listen to this but then you should check in on the video that we have on YouTube because it is very fun to see them in person. Yes, I agree. Doing various things. Um, And it's just like it's just, I love, you know reunions can be hard to plan, they can be easy to plan you never know which way it's gonna go but the emotional and the energy and the adrenaline of people who like each other who enjoyed making the show that they made coming together is why we do reunions and it's why you like shows that have ensemble casts that you follow and like They have their own relationships. And over a long period of time, like, it is a family reunion. That is absolutely – this parenthood reunion is a Braverman reunion, (laughs) and it's really fun. Um, Before we turn it over to the reunion really fast,
1: what is the Thanksgiving food that you're the most excited about?
0: (sighs) Emily, this is going to be a longer story than you want. I'm going to my first. I tried to say really know, fast. And it just like went out the window. I know. As a course well, OK, of it. look, it's going to be mashed potatoes Um, in general. Great. Will be the end. Sh- Go on. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Asterix. It's my first in like it's my first Thanksgiving with my in-laws, with my husband's family. And I don't know what to expect. And I don't know what kind of food. I don't know what's in charge. So I don't want to be too excited. <laughs> That's fair. But it also might be like really great. And I discover a new food. OK, well, let's put it this way.
1: It may be mashed potatoes, but what is the one thing, since it is a new Thanksgiving, that if they don't have, you're like, I'm going to have to go make that on Friday or Saturday afterwards just so I like. It might have be mashed potatoes.
0: Although my mother-in-law, who I love very much, I think is going to have me like cook half the food with her and because I, I offered. So I'll, I'll figure out which one I make. Do you think she'd be down for a dance party as your probably, cooking? Probably. Probably. we have got to have a playlist. I know. I love it. What's yours?
1: Uh, well, this year,
0: oh yeah, you guys don't cook.
1: What's we happening? do not cook <laughs> This year it's going to be a little different. Family is going in all different directions. so it will be very small. And my father and I have devised a plan that we are going to have uh, enchiladas on Thanksgiving. Are you, you're not making them. No, we are not Dear making God. them. <laughs> that is
0: incorrect. Okay,
1: great. Um, But we have decided because there are Thanksgiving things happening leading into it where there will be plenty of Thanksgiving Turkeys food and, and whatnot, that we are having a very low-key Thanksgiving that my father and I are in charge of. And it is going to be Mexican food, there will enchiladas, and chips and queso, and some guacamole. And it's going to be delightful and i'm very excited i you should be but i will need at some point to have sweet potatoes with marshmallows on them not with the enchiladas because that's that sounds not doesn't sound good um so that will be at some point during the week before
0: okay well everyone enjoy uh eat and drink responsibly i really mean that more as like eat responsibly because it can also be a really a little overwhelming so everyone be safe take care of yourself enjoy this parenthood podcast driving or on an airplane to go see your family oh, there you go. or while cooking your meal oh, and then have your own family dance party. bonding. There you go. Enjoy.
2: I want this to result in an eventual Braverman dance party, but I won't, I won't force that on you guys. Um, I'm actually,
3: we're missing the fever <laughs>
2: <laughs> permission granted always. Um, I'm actually not going to start with where I thought I was going to start because we just rewatched the credits, and it made me think. I was always so curious how you all pulled those together. Did you all send in, like, baby photos? How did those opening credits come to be? Yes.
4: Yes. 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 The answer is I yes. I did, so. uh, uh, There's a picture of me as a baby up there. <laughs> no, Who were you no, playing? <laughs> no, they were, right? There there. were Everybody sent in pictures, and there were a couple of pictures in there that I think are not them.
5: There's a few things that are stock footage. There's a I couple, don't, yes. you don't know that. <laughs>
6: yeah. I think that's so great though, artistic license. Yeah, It
5: really works.
3: I, it, it's a, um, an interesting um, thing you're, you're not ready to maybe confront, which is you get the request to get some baby photos of yourself and then you call your parent you say, mom, they want some photos of me. And she goes, you have them all. And I go, I have like 12. She's like, that's how many we took, you were the second. <laughs> You could tell all the firstborn children. They had, like, you you brought in a shoebox full of photos.
2: Well, Jason, I do want to come to you. Just uh, the obvious starting point feels like the start of, of this idea. You're coming off Friday Night Lights. I don't know if there's right. overlap, but overlapped. how did this all start?
4: It overlapped. Okay. Uh, the reason why I remember that it overlapped is because <clears throat> when we were shooting the pilot of Parenthood, Dax and Erica came up to me And said that they were binging Friday Night Lights. And the reason I remember that is because I didn't know what the word binging meant. (laughs) And I couldn't admit that to them. And later I had to ask other people, what does binging mean? (laughs) And we were binging
3: with hard copies of the DVD. Yeah, we were carrying around our DVDs (laughs) in a a DVD player.
2: So where did this idea come from?
4: Well, there was a movie called Parenthood. um, (laughs) Directed is- by Ron Howard. Um, and, you know, Friday Lights was also at Imagine, and so I had the partnership with uh, Brian Grazer and Ron Howard. I was very much, honestly, um, inspired by Friday Lights in thinking about what the show could be. I, w- I-, I thought the idea, w- one thing that I was very, I was, I was really enjoying about Friday Lights was the sort of big ensemble the big cast, the many people, the many, many points of view. And I thought, what if you did a show like that but that was focused really on family and then an ex- extended family? And um, that's how it started. And I, when I wrote the pilot story, a big breakthrough moment for me or a big moment of truth for me was doing the Max storyline. At the time, I was um, writing the pilot, I have a son who is on the spectrum, who is prob- probably a year or two almost the same age as Max was, and um, <clears throat> you know, in the pilot episode or the first couple of episodes, there's a storyline where he gets asked to leave the 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 school that he's in. This literally happened to me concurrently with writing the script, and I was really on the verge of taking that story out of the pilot and out of the show, because I was thought, you know, maybe this is too personal for me. Maybe this is not right to tell the story. And I was, I took it out for a while, then got encouraged to put it back. And I think that that to me is really the storyline that set, for me personally, set the path for the entire show, that there was something brave about telling that story at a time when there were no characters with autism on network, on broadcast television, um, and there was um, certainly no series regulars where we were going to tell the story for a long time. And I wanted to do, you know, with every storyline what I was doing with that storyline, which was try to dig deep, make it as real as possible, not be afraid of, for a show like this, even sort of edging toward, you know, um, almost like autobiographical elements of... My life, which eventually became, you know, the writers' lives, some of the actors' lives, and you know, um, and and digging in that way, and that's kind of how the show got started. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I want to continue the origin stories down the line. So, Lawrence, let's go to you. You directed as early as episode two. How did you get involved
5: with all this? Well, first, it has to be spoken that the director of episode one is here, and that's Tommy Schlamy, and he's, <laughs> um, you know, out there, and. Um, Um, Midas touch. Yeah, Tommy set the table beautifully, and I came in um, as he was shooting the pilot. I came in to to watch him and also to get ready and, and kind of dial in with Jason and to speak about what Jason had said about Friday Night Lights. Was what Jason said to me is, you know, Friday Night Lights is this in, what was it, the immediacy and the the reality of this world and catching these little moments that, that are that are so intimate and real between people. But whereas in Friday Night Lights Um, you know, the audience might be watching these people. They don't necessarily want to live in those homes or be in that living room. I want to do what we did for the reality of Friday Night Lights, but give it an aspirational gleam so that people want to hang out in these places with these people. So the balance of, for me, my entry point was how do we do something as real and as grounded as possible but still give it this sort of aspirational uplift? And I'll just say one thing about that first episode that I directed was a scene between uh, Peter and Monica. Jason was on the set. Did a really good take. They were both great. I turned to Jason. I said, what do you think? He said, yeah, it was good. I wonder what else might happen. And I said, "I said you, you wrote it. You know what happens. Uh, he said, yeah, but you know, what else might happen? You know? So uh, so I was like, oh, the, whole, the key to the whole thing unlocked for me, which is that we're going to take these beautiful words that he wrote, put it in the hands of these gorgeous people, and let them play and breathe. And we were almost always very close to the written word, but we were able to inhabit it, in ways that were brave and and exciting and so um yeah that's all do that all flows down from jason's generosity creatively
2: all right now we're doing audition stories we'll go down the line dax you've been vocal about you weren't necessarily overly thrilled to want to do this show what was your audition story
4: i I never heard that (laughs) well (laughs) let's be
3: clear it wasn't like a, a, a hesitation to be on parenthood it was just i wasn't sure if i had the right attention span to be on a uh, network television show that you might do for six years. I thought, oh, I like going for three months and, you know, sleeping with some of the people that live there and then leaving town. That's kind of, <laughs> that's the dream scenario. I was single. Uh, uh, but this weirdly came about, as Jason mentioned, this show was produced by Imagine. I had a, a writing project that I had with Imagine, and we were in a meeting with the then-executive David Nevins, and we were doing a note session, and just in the middle of it, he turned to his colleague, and he goes... Oh my god this is Crosby Braverman isn't it and I was like who's Crosby Braverman and he goes we're doing this show with Jason Kadams it's parenthood would you audition for it and I said uh sure and then I went and auditioned but it was it was one of these if I could tell a like, like aspirational part of it is like when some things are not working I would turn to other things that might be working acting wasn't working for me for a while bad year I'm like, oh, I'm a writer. I will write. That's what I'm doing now. And now I'm in a writing meeting where they go, go be an actor on this. And I go, okay, let's go. So I don't know. There's some some tale of flexibility that was good about that experience. I
4: remember, Dex, well, I didn't know the part about you not wanting to be in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when you walked into the room before you started reading, when you walked in the room, I was like, that's Crosby. It was a weird. It was just so... It was, it was just, it was like one of those rare kind of moments where it was just kind of, I think it was sort of meant to be.
3: It felt awesome, yeah. yeah. And Tommy was there, and I remember leaving and calling a friend who knew Tommy, and get me some deets, I really like those folks. I want to be on this now. <laughs> Joy Bryant was, um, she just kind of showed the F up out of yeah, nowhere. I didn't,
4: I didn't yeah, audition for it.
3: No. Ooh.
7: Only That's offer clarity. only. They asked, and I said yes. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer, right? <laughs> Fan of Parenthood the movie, fan of Friday Night Lights, and everyone in the cast, so I mean, I was. Hell well, was great is you and I were kind of friends. Yes. And I hadn't seen you in a minute. Right.
3: And it was up in the air who was gonna play you, Jasmine. I didn't know that. Well, you knew because you flew up mid-pilot, so you had to get a sense that you were late in the game.
7: Um- but, they, I mean, they, they asked, and I just, I mean, I didn't know what. I know you asked.
3: You showed up four days later, and we're in the TV show. Thanks. That's pretty quick. She doesn't quick. have to know everything. She doesn't have to know all. You know, we asked, and she said yes. That's all I she needs to know. Knows. That's all. No I one know. could have played Jasmine as good as you. That's not the point. The point is, on the day of shooting, I remember yeah. getting there on the boat dock, and you walked up. I'm like, damn, What's we're so-
7: doing this. Like, I, no, no heads up. This is a great we're surprise. Last time I saw you, it was like coffee bean. Yes. Yeah so that's my story my origin story it's pretty boring like woke
3: up on a monday with shooting parenthood on friday
7: i got a job and it's awesome it's great okay i guess it's my turn uh,
6: uh i remember my audition i remember um i remember asking tommy like how is it okay that i'm, I'm not old enough to play julia because she's written as 32 and i'm 26 but i didn't see say the numbers, but I was like, at that time it was written that she was older than Crosby. And I said, how am I, you know, am I old enough to play this? And he was like, you're however old we tell people you are. And I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's that's how that works. Okay, cool. And it was, it was a very, very Julia scene where she was asking for time off of work to spend more time with her kids because she thought she was a bad mom (laughs) and started crying in front of her boss. It was a, it was a perfect entrance into Julia's whole life arc that we got to see. And when
4: you played did you ever have that concern when you were doing the show cuz no it, it I never ever heard anybody have that question about her. Well about, about
6: It was probably no one ever Somebody made me feel better by saying, well, now, technically, she's the youngest. And I was just like, okay, fine. Yeah, that is right. Good. That's right. Good. Because <laughs> I am in that. Yeah. Dax gave
4: well, me a lot of shit I for that, by the way. I want
6: people to believe. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah I was H- in, in, archetypally, I was supposed to be the baby of the family. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. You yeah. screwed up the whole show, Eric. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every <laughs>
4: episode.
6: A comment, though, about the difference between Dax and Crosby, like, as an actor... I could see the millisecond that you changed from Dax to Crosby, and it's that's my favorite thing to see in an actor. It's just there's just a click where something a viewpoint changes, and it was probably when we had our most special scene. Don't make I was me
3: just cry. gonna say among many many favorite scenes we all got to do. I mean, we all in a hundred episodes we got to do so many special special scenes, but. Definitely at the top of that list is you and I on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't Crosby, that was just Dax saying, it would be impossible not to love you, Erica. And it was like, when that scene ended, we were both
8: like, oh my
3: God, I fucking love you. (laughs) If I wasn't sober then, I'd say we were like two beers deep. We were like,
2: I fucking, you know, you don't get it.
8: Monica, grab a mic. So, I was not offered the role. (laughs) I have three children, and I was told by my manager, "Um, oh, they want you to play a parent on this show called Parent. I'm like, I can't play a parent. I don't know how to play a parent. I don't know how to play a parent. And they're like, is something wrong with you? (laughs) And I said, wait, do I have to try out? I don't call them auditions. I'm like tryouts. So I was a cheerleader and I never got it. <laughs> Kicked out of Girl Scouts. I'm like, do I have to try out? Here's the deal: you have to fly up to San Francisco. It was hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know who came with me? It was the couple that um, he's a friend of yours. The couple that always came over to Christina and oh, the Lessings. Phil. Flew up oh, with Phil, Phil Abrams. Yes. I flew up with Phil. He's
1: fantastic.
8: Yes. So I didn't have enough anxiety as it was, but he's like, so um, I heard that uh, you're going up to, uh, to audition. I'm like, yeah. He goes, so you're bringing a suitcase? And I go, yeah. He goes, well, if you don't get it, then you have to fly back, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I had a packed suitcase, which was BS, because I need to pack a lot of shit. I went in, and I was a wreck, and I walked into the lobby.
3: Did you tell the, the driver way. to keep the car running?
8: I auditioned in the car. Yeah,
3: oh, so that's the way to do it.
8: I was actually at the airport. I'll never forget the smell of that cab. But anyway, so he walked into the, the lobby, and Sarah Ramos came up she's like, oh, I guess you're here to try out to play my mom. And I'm like, oh, you little bitch. And I'm like... I got this. I was then told that there were two other Christinas before me, but they might not be working. I don't know if that's an old wives' tale. And I was one
3: like, of them was Reese Witherspoon. You can repeat that. Reese Witherspoon had been playing your role, and she was let go because she wasn't good enough. You can print that.
8: Who is the other one?
3: Kristen Bell. I didn't want to embarrass her, but you put me in this corner, and now I must tell the truth. Did you get the part or not? I think
8: that's what. And I got the job.
2: wanna ask you, Jason, because maybe it's someone on this panel, but also there are some people not on this panel. What was the hardest role to cast for you? Was anyone particularly- I think, developed? isn't it
4: clear? <laughs> <laughs> if that wasn't clear enough, I don't know how to, how to say it. That was the hardest role to cast. Okay. Um, it's why she was coming up. You know, we we, so We shot the pilot up in Northern California. And uh, but we cast it in LA mm-hmm. before we came to shoot. Yet we didn't cast that role yet. So we, that was that was the role where we were really trying to find our. Is it know. fair to
3: speculate because she kind of mirrors your wife's role that that would have been a very that was like, my problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if I haven't thought the, about that yet. Yeah, like yeah, it's maybe. an autobiographical story. You're kind of Adam in the story, and this character kind of <laughs> I'm his in favorite. the vibe of your wife and I would be like eh, it's not it's not Kristen <laughs> it's still not her like I could see
4: maybe that's maybe yeah. you're right yeah my fault <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> were were there chemistry reads at all in terms of the family in terms of couples or was it just we hope this mix of people works when we're there
6: there were actually very many chemistry reads with Joels. Do you guys remember? We yes. Were like a mm. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second.
4: You asked who the hardest role the cast was. Yeah. Right. There were many Joels. Were many That's people. right. I forgot. Mm. I'm Ryan
3: Gosling had been hired and fired. <laughs> they big, went the sugar big daddy, big daddy route. Burt Reynolds was her husband <laughs> for a minute.
6: He just, he skewed just a little <laughs> older. I don't know. It was uh, not quite right. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were all, definitely already... All up in the Bay Area when Sam was cast,
2: and you knew Sam from Friday Night Lights, right? He was on an episode after Parenthood. Oh no, that was after. That was after, that Parenthood. Was after Parenthood. Parenthood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So were the chemistry reads were those all couples, or was, was there also like Braverman family chemistry?
3: I, I remember this kind of um, under Tommy Shalami's tutelage, who we've already uh, singled out, so that's enough for you, Tommy. Um, <laughs> A good deal of our kind of rehearsal was that, like he did, he led this great exercise where we kind of walked, or not walked, but we went around this big table where we had all seated and we're just meeting each other for the first time and we were encouraged to say like, who are you in your family? What role do you play in your family? What are your parents like? And it's incredible by the end of it, how much we could relate to one another's, uh, definitely Potter and I being neighbors, Detroit, Cleveland, all this. it was a real fast track to like understanding everyone, and it started immediately intimate and vulnerable. And I think it, it it put us perfectly in the in the tone of what then the show would be.
4: Right. So they weren't really chemistry reads for auditions, but there was rehearsal.
3: It was like an orgy, basically. <laughs> the whole family was involved right out of the gate. I don't know if you have a question set up for this, but I think it would be fun for you guys to hear. We've all had a bunch of jobs, everyone on this stage, and I know without even having to ask them that all of us will say this is the best job we ever, ever had in our life. And really, 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 because primarily of two individuals, Jason, the way he empowered all of us to have a fingerprint on it, to feel like we own some of it, that what we, our thoughts were gonna be listened to and paid off, and then trilling is the, you couldn't have a better boss. The biggest heart of anyone I've ever worked with, the spiritual leader of the show, 40 episodes. Between these two, the job we had for six years, every job has fucking sucked since. (laughs) Sincerely, it was misleading and it was cruel at the end of the day, because we've all been miserable since. But I just have to say, I've never in my life worked with two people like this, and you guys are just the most beautiful bosses anyone could ever have. So, if they open up a restaurant, work there. Avis rental car, do it.
2: Well, I do want to touch on, because this show quickly got a reputation for making us feel things and making us cry, and so I would love to know for you all whether writing directing, acting in it, or just watching someone else's scenes, what were the scenes or moments that got you choked up throughout the run? Jason, we'll start with you.
4: Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um,
2: Did you ever cry while writing this show?
4: Yes, we <laughs> cried. Yes, I cried in every phase. I cried <clears throat> writing the shows, writing the scripts. I, we all, all the writers cried in the writer's room. I cried on set. And then the most embarrassing thing was crying in the editing room in front of the editors. <laughs> and I would try to, this is really true, I would try to not cry in front of them. I don't know why, but I would try to not cry in front it of them. It seems
3: self-congratulatory. Right, because yeah. I thought,
4: oh, I, the, the, oh this guy, oh, he, so good. I <laughs> yeah, he's crying. He's crying. Out, he wrote it, and you know, he's crying in the thing. So I try, would not, try not to cry, and what would happen was there'd be this crazy sound that came out of me that was like, like this thing that was like way worse than crying in front of the editor. And yeah, but I was so, you know, I mean, like I was, it's a combination. You know, the thing is what you try to do, what you try to do in TV, like I used to, it used to be like when I first started, I was like, if everybody could, say the words exactly as I wrote them. If the director would do every shot exactly as I imagined it, that would be the best version of it. And then uh, along the way, I learned that that was wrong. That was so wrong-headed that what you want to do is you want, when you watch that episode, you want it to be better than anything that I wanted to be, better than anything I could have imagined in my head when I wrote it. Um, That it so it really it becomes about the collaboration and it comes about like bringing all of these you know um, you know with, with, with Larry and the this incredible cast, seeing what they brought to it and that's what moved me so much because it was like what's what was so moving was that there were things that it surprised me I didn't expect to see it and it was really by it was it was with all of the characters in the show. It was all of them in different moments. And, and, um, so, um, what was the question? <laughs> How often did you cry? I answered yeah. It. yeah, I cried. I,
6: I, I cried crazy. every episode, watching every episode, <laughs> everything that, was, that made you cry made me
8: cry. Knowing what was coming didn't help me at all. I sure. never cried. But Monica, I just
4: learned you never watched the
8: show. <laughs> the one episode that episode sticks out for me more than any of them. The
5: one that Dax directed. The
8: one that thank you. The one that Dax directed and
5: that was really special, huh?
8: I, it was really special. I did. I know
5: that was sincere.
3: Yeah, that was.
8: Well, because that's self-congratulatory then, because you're saying it to yourself, I say it to you.
3: No, it was beautiful okay. because it tell was, us. I think according to what you told me at the time was like it was the roughest episode you knew that was inevitably coming in your storyline like Mm -hmm. shave your head the whole thing Mm -hmm. and I think there was this like beautiful level of connection and trust between the two
8: of us yeah you're like he really is like my real life brother I I did not want to disappoint you oh I was so scared and so nervous that I can say it now because it's over but I just didn't want to screw it up. I think it's like Catholic Jewish guilt or something. Um, and I'm not even Jewish, but like, you know. I think I might be. Um, so it's that thing where you're just like, and I, in the writing, I didn't want to mess anything up, and I didn't want, and I felt like Larry and, and Jason and everybody in the right, they were all on set, and I remembered the one thing, because we only had one bald cap too. And there were so many things going around in my head, and it was like silence. Do you remember that in your? Well, yeah, because I heard you exhale. I had to do the shaving, and I was so afraid. Like I knew hair and makeup was watching, and everyone was like, "If she makes that wrinkle, I'm like, okay, damn it, I should have gotten Botox." So I don't, (laughs) yeah. So this thing went. It's a hair and makeup thing, Um, but you get it, I think, right?
3: Yeah. Botox is everywhere, I think.
8: No, a, a bald cap.
3: Oh, yeah, right. So you had a bald cap and then a wig. And then anyway, yeah. so
8: I was shaving it, and I'm <clears throat> like, if I make the wrong move, because this is a real razor, this is going to go right through. But that's not why I was crying in the scene. It was like the guilt. I felt so much guilt and, like, fear and phony and fake and awful. And, like, I wanted to just, like, like, I felt fake and um, angry, and everything that you saw, because I was representing someone so special, and I just didn't want to mess it up.
3: You didn't, it was so beautiful. That's like one of, yeah. Not because I was involved, but that scene's incredible.
5: I mean, you could go down the line here, and every one of them, and everyone who's not here too, um, each in their own way had a capacity to to make you cry, I think, you know, and it had to do with honesty and availability and courage, you know, because um, it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of courage to do that in front of, you know, and to expose yourself and to give trust when you don't know how you're gonna be portrayed and let yourself get ugly in a way. And, um, you know, each of them were inhabiting their characters able to access that in a different way, you know, I think for Dax there was you know this sort of uh, the bravado that the character had and then under the tenderness underneath that and when that tenderness would leak out through the bravado that could that could tweak you or or for Joy the toughness of having been a single mom and what she had to do and ha- how hard it was for her to surrender her heart and when she would start to do that how beautiful that would be and then for Erica how you know again that sort of precoc- precocity is that a word? Uh, it is now. Okay great. <laughs> And uh, toughness, and also again, it would be when the things would leak through, and then Monica was just leaking all the time. So, you know, she was just the w- she was the one who would just automatically make you cry. Yeah. Um,
8: mon frere. Yeah. Depend undergarments. Yeah. Don't leave home
5: without them. Mon- Monica automatically could turn on the waterworks, and you know, but each of them had their own specific, unique way to do it. But there was this overall atmosphere of vulnerability that allowed for that you start the episode by laughing and you end it by crying. Well that was
6: as I'm sure you're about to say you guys created such a safe place. It was such a safe place because because from the beginning you established that you were living this and we were going to explore it and there and we would you know you could say make mistakes but it was never even categorized that way it was just and exploration, and then maybe that didn't work, and so we're going to explore somewhere else with every scene, if it needed to. Well, half
3: the mistakes made it into the show, and you're there like, you oh, shit, the mistakes are what's good about the show. Yeah. Um, Joy, Can we single Joy out for a second? Yeah. I think people would agree that one of the most beautiful moments in the series was when um, the rain camping trip.
5: <laughs> Directed by Jason Kadams. Correct. I actually I,
7: have that tent.
5: You still have that tent? <laughs>
7: I do. I tried to put it up myself, and then it fell on me. So I, just but I have it.
3: But would you... Sh- I think... How do I say this correctly? You and I had the most scenes together. We were together all the time. Mm-hmm. And we would talk about acting. We would talk about the scenes coming up. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that was one of the scenes, I hope, that you left and you were like, I fucking did it. Like, because you just showed up so huge that day and brought it. And that was such a big one. And I just... Tell people about the evolution. Like, I learned to be an actor on this show in a way I had never been, and I think you did, too. I think we did
7: together. Oh, definitely. I mean, first of all, I had the best acting partner. And, I mean, I learned about a lot about acting just from you. I mean, you encouraged me, and, I mean, and what a great director as well. Mm-hmm. So just being in the company of all the greatness, I mean, you kind of automatically elevate, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think all of us on the cast could suck you into their orbit. Like, I know many scenes, I'm going to single him out just because um, Peter Krause, like he he's he's a beast he's a beast he's so fucking good and you'd get in a scene and even if you'd been nervous about it you would just i remember all i gotta do is look at peter and he will suck me into this incredible bubble he is in and he did it every single scene and you could show up completely ill-prepared and he would just suck you right in and you'd look great so in an es, in absentia, we love you peter krause
2: Well, I do want to touch on, because we touched on the tears, but obviously this show also brought us a lot of joy, and I feel like the most obvious embodiment of that, which we've talked about a little bit the dance scenes um, What was it actually that joyful to film them? I know sometimes it can be awkward because you have to play whatever music or don't have music. What was the actual filming like for the actors of those dance scenes?
3: I'm afraid to comics, I don't want to destroy an illusion. There were a couple of great ones where we actually yeah. listened to music, but the vast majority, we are dancing to nothing. Uh, and you're no, thinking would... like, everyone's gonna be on a different beat. There's no way this will work. And just go, keep, everyone looks good. Larry would be the best cheerleader. This is fun, it's so great, everyone looks great. And we'd just be stealing glances like, this is the pits, right? Well, You're dancing to a hip hop song, I'm dancing to rock and roll. Who knows what Monica's dancing to?
8: I was hiding. I was hiding in a book. Go back and watch the show. I was hiding behind bookcases. I just gave up. I couldn't do it.
2: I was
3: but we did get to jam a few times where we occasionally would get a song cleared before we ever shot it. Yeah. So we, so would we would, would know it was.
6: mentally be on the... We'd still, oh, yeah. We'd, we'd play it beforehand. And, and then, try
3: to keep it up.
6: Yeah. And then keep playing it in your mind. Keep the record spinning. And I, I had decided that Julia was not a good dancer, and then I really regretted actually, that decision. Erica actually is, is the really, dopest dancer like the in dopest the bunch. Oh, my God. It was. Well, dance even, no music.
7: That's actually yeah, how we met like, on the dance uh, floor like, years before. She's man. a dope
6: dancer. Uh, Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah. Um, Jason, where did those dance scenes come from? Was that like inspired by this cast? Was that was something someone brought in from the writer's room?
4: That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember exactly. It was definitely something that came up in the writers room. I don't remember. Yeah.
3: It was almost like Kramer's ca- catchphrase because once it happened and we were like, yeah, that really works. Like when this family dances, that works. Then it was like, we're going to be doing this a lot. <laughs> 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 and we did it a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence yeah. for you. Oh, go ahead.
6: It inspired my family. We have
2: family dance parties. Yeah. yeah. Dancing it out is therapeutic. Yeah, it's yeah. really but Lawrence for you what was what was the filming of those like how long did it take to film a dance scene
5: Everything took a remarkably little time to film yes. on Parenthood. i yes. um, one of the reasons why Dax laments the do- all the jobs since is because the days were twice as long ever since. Yeah. We had a beautiful system that you know we uh, you know took from what Jason did at Friday Night Lights was we we generally had three cameras going at the same time and mm-hmm not every show can be shot that way because some shows are very precise and compositional but this was a very verite docu style where you could be much looser with the camera work and um there was, it was much more forgiving to shoot that way so the beauty was if something hilarious happened that dax improvised it could be on joy's reaction at the same time you don't have to go to her an hour later after you turned around and lit and said remember that thing before lunch where you said that funny thing and you laugh can you do that again i mean it was just it's never as good as getting the real real thing and so whether it was a dance scene or anything else, there was such an immediacy. And people brought their A game from take one on a wide shot too because they're not like saving it for the close-up. So generally speaking, there was a great amount of energy all the time and we often finished by lunch.
6: That is the whole secret of the whole experience. Also
8: because I was always called in first and I was on time. And so we would plow through those scenes. Well, I asked to be because of my kids. They were a little smaller. The fact that Jason was so confident and so humble allowed us to have so much fun
3: this will bore all of you guys i can't stand when actors are thanking crews in real life it's like no one cares about the crew i have to say (laughs) a very unique part of our show was also happened to be our camera team was off the charts they were almost all mini directors they were empowered to like shoot whatever they wanted they would see things happening and they were allowed to rove and just grab things and so many amazing parts of Parenthood are like from Andy or from Arthur or... Yeah. That was like this other crazy safety net. Like you could do whatever you wanted and you knew one of these three dudes would vibe you and find it.
2: Well, I wanna make sure we have time to get to you all's questions. So I will ask one more, but if you all wanna start lining up at the mics, I will throw to you in a second. But Dax, you touched on this a bit and all of you have a little bit, but I, the last thing I will just ask you is, how has time away from this show changed your perspective on the experience or has it i try to get everyone to shoot with i'm like how many cameras you got on this
6: yeah. <laughs> like in the audition process i'm like
8: so how are you going to shoot this oh. i'm very interested okay, no, no. Oh, i'm wait. on set i'm like where's the third camera yeah <laughs> why aren't you doing it like a larry does it i don't I've want to
3: been any. heard on many sets going oh you think this show looks better than parenthood <laughs> right
8: right yeah. Yeah.
3: oh you can't shoot that way because it's not going to look good but you think this you looks yeah. better than parenthood you seen parenthood
8: That's true.
3: Um, I will say just, um, we always knew. I will say that was a really cool thing about this experience. We had all worked enough that we knew it was special. We knew the whole time. We knew, we knew, we knew, and we got along so well. Like we were real friends outside of work and we all love each other for real and we knew it was really rare. And as it was ending, it was really, really bittersweet. Um, But what happened to me is time went by and I was excited to do new things as everyone was. And then uh, Jason's new show, which is out now and everyone should watch it, it's on Amazon. Amazon. Thank you, Dax. Yeah, yeah. As, as we see it, as we see it. Really great show. And um, so I watched it and it has the parenthood zhuzh. And as the title sequence was starting, I was like, so sad, I was like, i don't want to be on the show i like immediately i'm angry actually it just made me heartbroken i knew what they were all experiencing and it just has that that and i it made me i missed it way more than i even remembered that i did or was conscious of it
7: i remember a time we i forgot what season it was but it was early on you're like it's never gonna get this good (laughs) it's never gonna be like this i'm like really like yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) right It was like all the stars aligned
2: yeah. yeah.
3: Hit the cast lottery. Everyone yeah. liked each other.
2: I lied to all of you. There aren't mics. But if you raise your hand if you have a question, <laughs> I uh, will call on you and repeat your question if
8: necessary. But who, who has a question for these
2: guys? Has anyone
3: here not seen Parenthood? Please raise your hand.
8: <laughs> Can I anyone? be like Phil Donahue and run down this aisle? <laughs> okay, who has a question? Okay. Here,
2: go for it.
4: Yeah. Is
5: that something that you had in
4: mind? You know, I'll, I'll say that when people, thank you, I, I'll say that when people come to me and say, I watch Parenthood with my family, I watch it with my wife and my kids, It's that's actually the greatest compliment to me that I, that I have about the show. It means so much to me. So thank you.
6: I agree. It's so. It's so noticeable. That's the number one thing that people say. It's the only show that we agree on. It's the only show that we watch together. Like it, he has his shows, I have my shows. This is our show. It's
3: That's not cool. quite the family show that Euphoria is. Like me and my <laughs> me and my seven and nine year old love Euphoria. All
2: right, who else has a question? Um, okay, hold on. I want to try. Yes. I'm like I don't know if you know I'm pointing to you but I'm pointing to you. Yes, put uh, black hand. watch hand. Yes. Is that the one? You yeah. Got it.
3: Go girl, that's you. Don't look behind you.
2: You got it. Her, well. her
3: question was how I got so fit. So basically <laughs> It's not rocket science. You know, it's a specific diet, it's a workout routine. And she asked how there was such um incredible similarity between the mothers and daughters both in both Does that cases. Happen?
4: Well, I think that's a lot about I would say the actresses yeah. i will
3: add to it um, <laughs> i don't think they'd mind me saying this but may and lauren had a very mentor mentee relationship in real life and they really i think make looked up to her quite a bit as a role model as one should look up to lauren graham as a role model so i think that played a-, a lot into that as well
2: okay who else
3: so she wants to know if we took anything we learned on the show and applied it to our life as our life's evolved and included kids in that We
6: we were just talking about this, and and, um, as much as the, one of the major wonderful things about the show is that uh, the storylines all had time to breathe and everything wasn't wrapped up beautifully at the end of every episode and had to be perfectly resolved and things really lived. Um, The characters very often had a way of tackling the tough conversations that needed to be had that in a very admirable way um and very articulately or you know as much as they could they would they would at least try and not on the phone they would go and they would have it face to face and of course that makes for great television but it also makes for great relationships and i i remember just taking that with me um as a person in a relationship and and then later as a parent, um, so I yeah that's that was huge. If we could all just not let things fester, just jump on it and have the conversation.
3: I do think I, it's worth pointing out that none of us had children on the show other than uh, Peter and Monica. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I liked about it is like we loved Tyre, slash Tyree. Tyrees. Like, we Absolutely. loved him. And he, he had a great story, Jabbar. He wasn't fixing to be an actor. He, he, that wasn't his thing. His sister was going to be an actor. He happened to join her at an audition. And, like, bing, bang, boom, he's on Parenthood. And stealing so, scenes. Stealing scenes. Putting them in his pocket. So <laughs> he could improv. You could get on his, like, level and play with him. And he just had this crazy openness. And, and so we really felt like, let's help this little boy through this process. It was it was very parental and yeah. and we loved him. We don't anymore.
7: <laughs>
3: no, I follow him on Instagram and he's a total hunk now. Yeah. How old is he now? 29. What? No, I don't know. No. But he's <laughs> I,
7: mean, I did just play a grandmother on another show, but,
4: um...
3: We got another one out there. Someone's got a burning question. How about right in front here? Where do we think our characters would be today? Jason. Let's start with Joy.
7: Um, I'd probably have two more kids. Wasn't I pregnant? Yeah.
3: Once I'm you watching? start it up, it's hard to shut it down.
7: <laughs> yeah. And in real life, I don't have stop. kids by choice, but I, I I tend to play a mom, so I've had I think over my career I've probably I've had maybe like ten TV kids. Mm-hmm. And one grandchild recently. <laughs> so I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty seasoned, <laughs> like TV moms. But I probably have more kids because you
8: kept me. Yeah. Pregnant yeah. yeah. on the show. Christina would be president. Yeah. For sure.
3: Yeah, you would have definitely been president by right now. That was get right over her mayor. I
8: said, what are you gonna do with her next year? Is she gonna be an astronaut or something? <laughs> yeah.
3: I did say that, but you're not supposed to say that in front, of Jason. Oh. Yeah, she like opened a school, then she became the mayor of our town, and I said, I think next season we go seven years. You're gonna be an astronaut next year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling where Christina's going. But
6: what about Julia? America? In the, in the final moments of the show, we discovered that they had four kids now, so. I would think they would have stopped it for, but I have no idea.
3: Sounds like we'd all be on an FDLS compound somewhere in uh, Utah. I think that's the answer.
6: Kept it going. We're like, parenthood is the name of the game here. Let's do this.
7: Be parenting.
3: Clearly, Crosby opened a gym. I mean, that. (laughs) This body writes the story. (laughs) A lot of actors like change their body to fit the story, not this guy. He's going the other way.
4: Figure it out, Jason.
2: Jason, do you ever give that any thought, or do you have to kind of let characters
4: go when something's? I give them thought, thought. Like where about they'd be where now. Where they would be now? Um,
3: <clears throat> can Zeke come back to life? I mean, that's all we want to know. <laughs> Is there any kind of way
4: we can get him back to life? No, that was. Oh. Um, no, I don't. I, I don't really give it a lot of thought. I mean, I, I, the, you know, we did a hundred, over a hundred episodes of the show, <laughs> and we felt. I felt like. The one thing I was wanted to do in that last <clears throat> season, and that last arc in the last episode was to really give it a resolution. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to feel like that's what the whole ending was about, was to feel like they've all landed somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like sort of resolved in that. Yeah. yeah Simple
3: pitch, Jason. off the dome. Here we go. After Zeke mm-hmm. died, the patriarch was gone. The, flan- the family splintered. Julia took a job in Oregon. Everyone moved all about. They got to come home for something special. They realize their lives are miserable this way. We got to get the band back together. (laughs) How hard is that, genius? (laughs) Crosby owns a gym, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The luncheon's set.
2: Okay, do we have any other questions out there? (laughs) Sure, go for it.
5: Oh, Hoster? my God. Tyson. What's his name? Uh, Tyson Ritter.
3: Tyson. I think I worked with him the most. All American Rejects was his band, and we found out... By the way, it was so cool. We would get all these different, you know, sometimes real-life bands. Some of them became much bigger, like Dawes. Uh, I got to say, I'm going to put Tyson in this category. I don't know if you've ever seen T.I. Act, but T.I. is, like, a phenomenal actor. It's earth-shattering how good this guy is. And Tyson was incredible. Wouldn't you agree, directing him? Absolutely. I was natural. expecting the worst, like, oh, there's a real-life rock star is here. And he was awesome. He was one of my favorite.
2: Okay, we have time for one more question. Who wants to bring it home? Okay, I want to go in the back. Your arm went up really fast. I think you're in red. I can't really see you. Stand up. Yes, you. So, you knew that the show was ending. Did anybody take anything?
4: I know you have the 10. Is there anything else we got? I took the uh, the luncheonette sign from the luncheonette.
3: That's weird, because I did too. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I have it too. How do we both have it? One's a fake. <laughs> Wait. Wait a second, you—you ha- you really? I have the luncheonette sign Which hanging one? above a door with the individual letters, that are—you know—it's not one clunk. Yeah, I had to mount them individually up. You I can solve this I have I have the real one. As you should. <laughs> What'd you take? The tent? Anything else? Your wardrobe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you, Erica?
6: I wanted to take a bunch of stuff out of Julia's house, and I think I like just never came back. Well, you trying to take
3: the appliances? I the was t- studio was like, "That's not a, <laughs> that's not a keepsake."
6: Viking range. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Monica, did you did you nab anything? Do you have the bald cap at home? That's do you ever from... dress up like? Do uh, you ever well, role play as? Maybe
8: a... I do. <laughs> no, I took the door knocker, which is a um, firefly. And it's on my front door in where I live. <laughs> Monica, that's
3: actually the best one I've heard. The door knocker, you the got it? The door knocker, really yeah,
8: cool. the Firefly.
2: All right, I think that is time. Thank you all so much for Thank being you, here. Gosh. Thank you Thank all you. so much
8: for being here.
3: Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I have to imagine if you're in this audience, you actually were a fan of parenthood, and I've been in a lot of things, and i got to say always the happiest I would be that someone was approaching me as if they were a fan of parenthood it was like it somehow was the exact person you'd want to interact with so truly the parenthood fans <laughs> were the best ever
0: You have been listening to the TV Campfire Podcast hosted by ATX TV co-founders Emily Gibson and Caitlin McFarland and produced and edited by Sarah Light. This
1: conversation was recorded live at ATX TV Festival Season 11 in Austin, Texas
0: between June 2nd and 5th, 2022. For more information on the festival and becoming an ATX TV member, follow us at ATX Festival or visit ATXFestival.com.